Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Welcome, world. Welcome once again to Tuesday Talk with Key West Lou. I am your host, Louis Patron. Going to start tonight with global warming. Actually, I'm leading up to Hurricane Michael, which is going to unleash its devastation tomorrow night on northern Florida. But starting again with global warming, Trump tells us there's no global warming. Uh, And if there is no global warming, then why the hell are all these bad things, all these storms and fires happening to us? I believe that Trump rejects global warming because He always sucks up to corporate America, industrial America. He does things which benefit the major corporations so they will make more money. And he does this to the detriment of the people in everything he does. Now, in the past year alone, in the last year alone, we've had three major hurricanes. We uh, We had Irma. I know personally of Irma. We had... Florence, just about what, 10 days ago, four weeks ago, four weeks ago, Florence, and now within the next 24 hours, Michael. We've had tornadoes here, there, everywhere. What about the fires on the West Coast? Because it's so dry, there's so little rain, that there are tinderboxes, these forests, and look at the gigantic fires that are occurring. It has to be because of global warming. But the Trump administration does not want to stay and fight global warming, as past presidents have. They do not wish to oppose global warming. They do not wish to do anything to heed or to prevent global warming because it would take from the bottom line of industrial America, corporate America, and Trump is committed to watching the bottom lines of all these corporations. They are his major contributors and supporters. Which brings me now to Hurricane Michael. Uh, Wow, this is a biggie. Uh, It's going to hit as a Category 3 tomorrow afternoon or tomorrow night in the Panhandle and the Big Bend going to go right over the state capital, Tallahassee, a three, three major, 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 lots of damage, big time, uh, and then it's going to head for the Carolinas, South Carolina, North Carolina. Now, understand, my friends, just four weeks ago, four weeks ago, Florence hit the Carolinas, buried the, the both states in water. Remember, the water was over the tops of some houses. The water damage was fantastic. Uh, it's going to happen again. These people are going to have a problem again. It's absolutely amazing, but there's no global warming. It's not something we have to worry about. Understand this. The federal government supposedly steps in when there's a major Uh, situation occurs, such as a hurricane, to help the people, help with the damage, and so forth. Uh, But we can only do this 
so much. There's only so much in the government. The United States does not print money like China does. At some point, at some point, if these keep up like this, whoever's president is going to say we don't have enough money. And they're going to say, the states, you have to do more. The states are going to say, are you kidding? We haven't got any money That's why for this stuff. That's why we look to you. And that's where it's going to go. But let's get back to Michael here. Michael's going to be pure devastation, uh, absolutely pure devastation. I hope the body count is, is few. The physical damage, though, is going to be horrendous. Uh, Nothing we can do about it. There's going to be surges. The water's going to come over the land. Uh, we're going to have flooding, perhaps like we had in the in the Carolinas, especially North Carolina. Bad time. I I, I feel. It's the only way I can describe it. I feel for people who are now exposed and suffer from a hurricane. I went through this last year on Irma. Sure, I evacuated, but there's all kinds of I can't tell you the physical, mental effect a hurricane has on you. You know it's coming. You have to get out. You're on the road with thousands of other cars. Sometimes you only do a mile in an hour. Uh, you wait an hour and a half to two hours in line to get gas. Uh, you wait in line to go to the bathroom. I'm a man. I'm waiting in line like women. hundred people in the line. Never did that before. Uh, there's no food anymore at any of the counters in a rest area. Uh, it, it, and you're worried that the hurricane's going to catch up on you, especially one like Irma that kept going from the east to the west and back to the east. I thought it was chasing Louis Patron all the time. And, and it makes you feel lousy. And then you watch television and you see what's happening. And then you come home. I came home 12 days after Irma hit. That's a long time. I was not going to return to Key West until I had electricity. Okay. I had water. I had air conditioning. I had a grocery store. Let me tell you, it took five days for Publix and Winn-Dixie to open up down here. And then they only let 10 people per hour in the store. Limited supply, afraid there was going to be a run on the store. Uh, people went without air conditioning forever down here. Uh, and when you, it's hard, it's hard enough living here with air. You got to have air conditioning to survive down here. And you don't have television, and you don't, your cell phones don't work for two weeks. You can only use a landline, and most people have gotten rid of their landlines. It's horrible. The whole thing's horrible, horrible. So I feel, I feel for these people. I'm sad for these people that are going to suffer uh, from Michael. So, and I feel sorry for the people in South Carolina and North Carolina also. Let me tell you a story about a ghost quickly here. A ghost that ties into uh, a hurricane. This happened on Pauley Island, South Carolina. Pauley Island, South Carolina. There has been a ghost for over 200 years on Pauley Island called the Gray Man. The Gray Man. Not the Gray Ghost, the Gray Man Ghost, if you want to add ghost on there. It was 1822. 1822, and this young fellow was on his horse going from one end of the island to the other. He was going to visit his betrothed. I guess she was engaged to her. And at some point, he ended up, his horse ended up in the quicksand. He ended up in the quicksand. The horse went down, and he went down, and he died. 
his his girlfriend, his betrothed, his, his fiancée went out looking for him. She couldn't find him, of course, because he's under the sand. He's under the quicksand. But at some point, she saw standing there her boyfriend, her fiancée, in a gray suit. The gray man. You see how it plays out? And she knew he was a ghost immediately. But it was him. And he said... Go back to your family, get your parents and the rest of your family, and get them off the island. A monstrous storm is coming. See, in those days, they couldn't predict the storm like we predict them today, so people didn't know they were coming until they were here. So she went and got her family, and she left. They left the island. And a monstrous storm, a major hurricane hit. When they returned to Pauly Island, the only house that remained standing was their home. Every other house was flat to the ground. Now, over the years, word has it that every time there's going to be a major storm, the gray man shows up, and he gives the warning to somebody, get out of here, a storm is coming. There is only one problem. Uh, We had Florence in the Carolinas. Nobody said they saw the gray man. (laughs) Uh, And now we've got Michael, who's going for the Carolinas, and Gray man hasn't shown up again, so the story's all BS probably, but it makes for interesting talk. Now, I want to stay with Irma for a little bit, very little here, but I want to talk about Irma, two things that are interesting here. You recall uh, that when Florence uh, hit North Carolina, huge flooding, big-time flooding, and all of a sudden, we're told following the hurricane, they have a major mosquito problem in North Carolina that the mosquitoes are three times their normal size, and there's millions of them. So you can understand that millions is not an exaggeration. One cupful of water, I'm talking not cupful, one, uh, what you put on top of a bottle, one capful of water will hold 3,000 mosquito eggs. No kidding, 3,000 mosquito eggs, one cap of water. With all the flooding they had in North Carolina, all the eggs were swept up into the water, and they're all over the state, and they're breeding. These, these mosquitoes that are breeding weren't supposed to be born, in effect, for another year. They're coming out early because of the water and because of the humidity. The governor recently announced that this is an epidemic. He's allotted $4 million to get into the problem to hopefully resolve it, knowing that $4 million would not be enough. We don't have that problem in Key West. We don't generally have that problem in the Florida Keys because we have a Monroe County Mosquito Control Board, big name Mosquito Control Board, but it's an admirable organization. It, we elect we elect the board. Five, I think there's five people on the board. They're elected every two years, the people who run the organization. Uh, and they've got over 100 employees. I think they've got two or three helicopters, two planes, a lot of trucks. They're always spraying. Once a month they come by your house, Key West, wherever, big carpet, and they walk around your backyard. They don't need permission. They just come and do it, and they're looking for little puddles of water. If they have it, they knock on your door, they leave you a note, clean this up, get rid of it because it's going to breed mosquitoes. Uh, Now, (coughs) when Irma occurred, we should have had a major mosquito problem, but we had a mosquito control board. And they knew, they knew that the mosquitoes weren't going to come from their normal places where they would breed because everything was different. And it turned out, they went out to figure out where the mosquitoes were going to come from. Understand that US-1 is about 140 miles long. Irma 
destroyed homes, everything for about 100 miles. And I'm talking about the cars were in the water, the boats were on the roads, the houses were all over the place. That's how it was when I drove by, I saw this. Now, they had to get the debris off US-1. It's the only way in and out of the Florida Keys for 140 miles. You need US-1. And so they took the debris, whether from side roads or the main road, and they pushed it to the shoulder. And it was the debris, the houses, the cars, the boats, everything torn apart, the refrigerators, what have you, the appliances, furniture sitting there where the mosquitoes would breed. They knew the mosquitoes would breed and come from there. So immediately they went out and they sprayed 100 miles of debris on both sides of the road. And we did not have a mosquito problem, and I'm glad to pay taxes for the Mosquito Control Board every year. The other, uh, the other situation involving Irma is an interesting one. It worries me, this one, very much so. We had building codes down here. You build a house, you got to build it to withstand a Category 5 hurricane. That's the biggie. I think it's 150 miles an hour, I think, or better. You've got to build to code. Well, Big Kapiki, which is only five miles up the road from where I live here, uh, a fellow built his home, had a home built for him on Big Kapiki. It was a concrete house, the strongest concrete, built to code for a hurricane category five. Hurricane doors, hurricane windows, everything to withstand a hurricane category five. <coughs> Irma came through as a four, Big Coppet. Came through as a four. Three and a four as it went through Big Coppet, depending where. Uh, now, there was a problem. He and his family stayed because they had a Category 5 house. The hurricane was supposed to be a five. He could withstand it. came in as a four. When it hit him, it was either a three or a four. He was in, not in bad shape, he and his wife and his two children. So they're in the house. He says all of a sudden the house started to shake. The children were in their bedroom with the door shut, and they were playing on their bed some game. All of a sudden, they heard a crash in the bedroom. The door flew open. The young son came out. His blood, blood was matted on his blonde hair, took 10 to 12 stitches to sew up his head. They couldn't find their daughter, and they said the hurricane was in the bedroom. They could feel it, see it. The hurricane was in the bedroom. They finally found their daughter. She was underneath something someplace. Can you imagine? Now, this house was built for a Category 5 hurricane. Why did this happen? We're going to have to go back and review all our building codes down here for hurricanes. I have not heard of it being done yet. It's a year later, and I hope maybe someone will hear my words tonight and take a look at this. Because if one went bad, we've got to find out why. Poor construction? I don't know. But find out why, because if things must be implemented to correct the situation, they should be done. This is not the last, Irma's not the last hurricane the Key West is going to suffer. Now, we're going to talk about Donald Trump briefly, and a move he announced was going to be made. He announced it yesterday, the day before, something. The gasoline we buy to put in our cars is 10% ethanol. I don't know if you're aware of what ethanol is. Ethanol is phony gas made from corn. Phony gas made from corn. Because, you know, we, we had a gasoline shortage years ago, so they had to supplement it. They came up with ethanol. And the corn farmers in this country were delighted, especially the state of Iowa. Now, Iowa grows corn big time. Iowa's hurting right now. 
because of Trump's tariff wars. They can't sell their corn. They can't sell their soybeans. Iowa supported Trump, okay? Now the farmers are hurting. What are you going to do for us? For years they've been saying to to every president, raise the ethanol level from 10% to 15% so we can produce more corn that's bought and our, our business is more secure. And no president has done it. Trump has now announced you are a corn-producing state. He doesn't say it's my fault you can't sell all your corn now or all your soybeans. He just says it's time for us to raise the ethanol level from 10% to 15%. That'll be going into our gas tanks. And he's got his administration working on it. Now, I think he was in Iowa last night, or he's there tonight, and he's telling the people about that. And, of course, he's going to be a hero to the people of Iowa. Uh There's one problem here. Uh, The car manufacturers have already said to increase the ethanol level to 15% will screw up the motors and all the cars manufactured. So we'll see what happens, but that's what Donald's doing. Nikki Haley, two times governor of South Carolina, ambassador for two years to the United Nations under Donald Trump, Probably the only non-crazy in the Trump administration or in the Trump cabinet, let me put it that way. She has not always agreed with Trump when she's had to disagree. She she knew how to handle him. She just had that charm. She knew what to say and a way to say it where she was supporting him, but she was and he was wrong and she was going to do it her way. And she got away with it all the time. Uh, suddenly today, with no warning, at least to the public, Trump may have known a week ago, who knows, she announced that she's going to retire, or she's got a daughter going to college next year, or she should be a, a mom again, and all that sort of thing. Uh, and she's been in politics now for eight years, and it's time to be mom again, okay? And so by the end of the year, she'll be out. Trump announces there'll be a replacement in two or three weeks. Uh, he had a kumbaya relationship with her. Probably she's the only one in the cabinet he's had a kumbaya relationship with. Recall, too, that every cabinet member that has left, Trump has destroyed them with his mouth as they were leaving. It was like it's a crime to leave me or to be had them acting in bad ways and everything else. Today, both Haley, Nikki Haley, and the president were on TV together, sitting in a room in the White House. And they were, in effect, kissing each other, saying, I like you, you like me, you did a good job, you were wonderful, Mr. President. No, I'm not running for president in 2020. I'll be supporting you, Mr. President, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, I don't know why he likes her. She's the only one he likes. She's a quality person. I've got to say this. If she ran for president, they'd have to have a hell of a good Democrat on the other side for me to support the Democrat. Moving on now. There is a company called Unilever. Unilever, U-N-I-L-E-V-E-R. I'm 83 years old. I keep telling you people this. I know you're not interested, but it, it, it means what do I know, what I don't know, what did I learn and didn't learn, what did I fail to become aware of. I never heard of this company till yesterday, Unilever. Unilever is a British-Dutch transnational consumer goods company. They are headquartered in London and Rotterdam. They are the largest producer of consumer goods in the world. They own over 400 brands. Now, one of the fields that they are big in, and one of the things they produce big time, note, this is a British-Dutch transnational company, okay? 
What do you think they make big time? Ice cream. They're a big time ice cream manufacturer. And get ready for this. You know the ice creams they own, they manufacture. We buy it in the supermarkets. Briars, Ben and Jerry's, Klondike, Good Humor, and Popsicle. Isn't that wild? They also, I use Dove Soap, been using it for years. They manufacture Dove Soap. They manufacture Hellman's Mayonnaise. They manufacture Lipton Tea, and they manufacture Pond's Beauty Products, amongst other things, amongst the 400. Fantastic. Never heard of this company before. The International Monetary Fund, most important economic group in the world, they tell us when things are good. They tell us when things are bad. They tell us when things are going to get real bad. And they announced last week that we're heading for another financial crisis. The world economy is at risk for another financial crisis, like eight, like 2008, okay? But it will be worse than 2008. It could be equal to the Great Depression that began in 1929. And the reason is, the debt level in the world, the debt level is higher today, significantly higher than it was in 2008 when, when we went bust, okay? And there's two reasons for it. We, the debt level, everybody's bowed to the hilt. Companies, people, they, they're, they're in debt. They owe too much on their credit cards, for example. And the United States has failed to reform its banking system. Don't forget, it was the banks that took us down in 2008, though they never paid for it. Uh, and they were never reformed. That regulations weren't heaped upon them. In fact, the few that were have been taken away by the Trump administration. So the banks are now as bad, and I'm going to use the word corrupt, because they were corrupt then and they never paid for it. And millions of people lost their homes because of how badly they handled things, and they never paid. Only the people paid. That bothers me to this day. Also, in 2008, Lehman Brothers, one of the biggest banks in the world, went bankrupt. Who the hell would have ever believed a bank as big as Lehman Brothers would go bankrupt? Well, the International Monetary Fund says J.P. Morgan, the biggest bank in the world today, could be in trouble, too, just like Lehman Brothers. <clears throat> China comes into play on this. China has grown too rapidly. You see, Chinese are different from us. If they need money, they print it. When we borrow from them every day, they just print new money. Well, <coughs> Excuse me. They've gotten away with it for years, and their economies kept going. Uh, they wanted to keep their people working, so they built apartment houses. They built office buildings without tenants to put in them, but kept people working by just building these buildings, which for years now have been empty. And it's catching up with them. That's one of the problems. They're not, they have a volatile economy. You never know when they're going to go bust. The tariff war is killing them. Uh, Trump was correct. He could bring China to their to their knees with the tariff war because he knew, the whole world knew, China was teetering the way they print money. It's wrong. Uh, but don't think China's going to give in. You cannot insult the nation. Face is very important, the preservation of face. You cannot insult a, a Chinaman or a Japanese person. And he has insulted the Chinese, and they're going to stand up to us. They're ready almost... 100% militarily to take us on if they have to. They, they've made, in the last five or six years, their Navy, their Air Force. Their, so everything's big time over there now, and they're about 80% of the strength that we have today, which means they're a competitor. In two or three years, they're going to exceed the United States' military capacity. 
Another reason for the problem is there's complacency among the regulators. They don't regulate. The people are supposed to watch the banks. The, you know, they go out and check their books, aren't doing their job, because especially in the last two years, the Trump administration has, in effect, deregulated the banks. They've, they've changed the rules of the game, so it's not as hard for a bank to operate, and they can gamble and take chances with your money and mine that they could not before. And so, and so the last problem here that contributes to this is the United States' failure. Trump's failure, okay, to continue with respect international contracts, contracts with other countries, a, a like NAFTA and all that sort of stuff, contracts with the Euro Union. Uh, business can't go on smoothly unless the, the signatories to these agreements, the international agreements for trade, adhere to them. We don't trump us everything. He is helping to destroy the world economy in this or that fashion. Want to talk about Chuck Grassley. Chuck Grassley, chairman of the Judiciary Committee in the Senate. You saw his face on TV the last couple of years, big time. Weeks, brother. 85 years old. He has the wrinkled puss, wears wireframe glasses. <clears throat> I have a cough tonight. I'm sorry. He has been pre a senator for 38 years. The only one longer than him is Orrin Hatch from Utah. He's been a senator. Utah. He's been a senator 41 years. Both of them should retire. They're yesterday's news. They don't understand how the world operates today. They don't understand how people are today. And a perfect example is Chuck Grassley's comments following uh, Kavanaugh's. Uh, nomination or election by his committee. He was asked by a reporter, why are there not more female senators on the Judiciary Committee? He says, well, we work hard on the Judiciary Committee. We probably work harder than most committees. And I don't think the women can handle the work. It's just too hard for them. <laughs> what a joke. Let me tell you something. At 83, I've come to the conclusion women are tougher than men. They know how to get the job done. I had a ton of female attorneys working for me over the years. When I had something that had to get done quickly, properly, no bullshit, I gave it to a female attorney. I knew she'd sit down the next morning and say, here it is, Lewis. Here's how we're going to lay it out and attack it. Whereas if I gave it to a male lawyer, he'd do just a good job. But he'd take two or three days because he's got to do this, he's got to do that, and he has other things to do, and he doesn't want to bust his ass and work a few hours overtime. But... Uh, what Grassley said, they may not be strong enough to handle this job. It means he's 50 years ago or 100 years ago. He wants to keep women pregnant and in the kitchen, pregnant in the kitchen. That's Chuck Grassley. That's the chairman of the committee that approved Kavanaugh. We don't get the news as we should anymore. Everything is Donald Trump. I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. There's other things happening in the world that we don't know about, things that would be front-page news that never make it, never make the news. Here's one example. Last week, Washington, D.C., there is a small marine outpost in downtown Washington, D.C., a small marine outpost. Next door to it is senior citizen housing. This was just last Wednesday. The Marines saw smoke coming out of the senior citizen housing building. They ran right away over to the senior citizen housing. A contract worker yelled, there's more inside. The Marines ran inside. 
save people from dying in the fire. Is that newsworthy? Front page news? Did you read it in the paper? Did you see it on television? Women of America. I'm going to tell you, back to women. Grassley, I talked about women. Let me tell you something. They're pissed off. They're aroused. They're mad. They're upset. They've had it enough. It has to do with this Kavanaugh thing and how women were treated. Uh, and they're not going to forget. They're going to come out big time uh, in the election in, on November 6th. And hopefully they'll stay to come back again in 2020. Their husbands may not, because the men came out of this Kavanaugh thing saying, oh, my God, some woman could accuse me of having had sex with her when I didn't. I had false execution, ex, uh, accusation. What am I going to do? But the women aren't buying the bullshit because they know how they've been treated. Remember, a woman scorned. All right, They never forget. A woman scorned never forgets anything. They've been scorned. They're going to vote Democrat on November 6th, and properly so. <clears throat> the United States and China, we're screwing around with China like we shouldn't. We shouldn't, because China's the second biggest country in the world, strongest country in the world. Uh, recently, Trump approved a $330 million military sale to Taiwan. Now, China hates Taiwan. We've always played the game. We support Taiwan, but we tell China we won't screw around. We won't say they be, we believe they're independent and all this shit. Well, sell, he's mad because of the tariff war, Trump. He sells them $330 million of F-16 fighter planes and other military aircraft. China's upset. So you're, you're, whatever the tariff war is, this is screwy what you're doing. You're jeopardizing any attempts at cooperation. And as far as China is concerned, the military sale to Taiwan put gasoline on the fire between our two countries. Well, that's the show for tonight. <clears throat> Hope you enjoyed. I enjoyed doing it. Uh, remember, I do Key West Lou Live on Facebook every day, three or four minutes. That's all. You may want to hear it. I give it something one shot. I rant and rave like I do here. If you go on, you can watch it anytime, 24 hours a day. Thank you again. More and more people watch, listen to the show every week. I can't believe the numbers. I love it. I absolutely love it. And I thank you for listening. Uh, what more can I tell you? It's been pleasant sharing this evening with you, and I look forward to being with you again next week. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.